picture. <clears throat> above, down, inside out. This is what chiropractic is all about. It's about above, down, inside out. And we need to teach our patients this thought process, the above, down, inside out thought process. <clears throat> and it's as simple as this. You know, someone asked me just the other day, like, I don't understand how this works. And I said, well, did you ever get a paper cut? And they said, yes. And I said, so what happens? Well, I stop bleeding, right? It gets better. I'm like, yeah, but how? How does that happen? And like, well, if I get the paper cut, then like somehow or other something happens. And now all of a sudden there's some blood that comes out and then the blood stops coming out and then it, it heals up and then it turns into a scab. And then I said, yeah, but who did that? Did you have to do that? Was that something you had to think about? Did you have to say, okay, I need to, to order some platelets and order some fibrinogen and order some white blood cells and I have to and I have to put a little bit of cortisol in that area because there's a little stress in there. Do you have to do any of that stuff? It just kind of happens, right? That's how healing can work. Healing is, is an inside job and we have to understand that and teach that to our patients because they don't get that. They think that everything is 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 not that way. They think that they like in order to heal something, they have to take something from the outside to put it in their bodies in order to make themselves better. But the only way you make yourself better is from the inside out. You strengthen from the inside out, right? Another one of my favorite things is about is like I use dentistry all the time as a great example. People say, "Well, I don't understand. How come you have to? You know, how come it takes you three, six, eight months to get adjusted? You know, two or three times a week?" I said, "Did you wear braces as, as a kid? Yes. How long did you wear braces for?" Two years. Why didn't you take them off in a week? Why don't you just go, oh, I don't want to wear these anymore, I'm done. I, I got them for a week and now my teeth are fine. This there's, doesn't work that way, right? You have to give it time. And everything heals, in, it, things can heal, but you gotta give it time. If you want something, if you cut your finger, I don't care what you do, it's gonna take seven days to heal, right? You can put some crap on it from the outside, I see these stuff, this liquid skin thing. And sometimes it's great in serious injuries. And I, okay, I get it. But it, that's not going to make it heal faster. It might protect it from the outside. It might, you know, close up, but it's not going to make it heal faster. There's a certain time that things heal and not everybody heals in the same time frame either. And the more sick a kid is, the more problems a kid has, or an adult for that matter, then healing in order for that to occur is going to take longer time. And people need to understand that. But we, in this country especially, we are so used to like quick fixes. Just give me the quickest possible fix I can have that we don't think that way, right? We want something instantaneously. We want, I, I take a, a Tylenol, I feel better, so that's how I want my whole life to be. Well, it doesn't work that way, especially when you come in with kids with some really serious issues. You got to come in with kids with autism. You come in with kids with ADHD. You come in with kids with learning disorders. You come in with kids with, who aren't walking, who aren't talking. This is not something that's gonna turn around like this. Now sometimes, once in a while it does. And you read about the miracles where once in a while I've adjusted kids and within a few days this kid's talking. I mean, a few days, that's just amazing. But that's not the common thing. That's not what usually happens. What usually happens is it's months and months and months of plogging away and plogging away and plogging away and changing the way the brain works, changing the neuroplasticity in the brain. The brain has to change one neuron, one synapse at a time. But you have to understand, you've got to teach your patients that you are in a pattern. The reason, just thinking about back pain alone, the reason that you're such a mess 
is because your shoulders high over here, your hips high over here, your head's forward like this, your pelvis is out like this. So this is you, and this is what I do. I will show them what you look like in my eyes. <clears throat> so it's gonna change, to change, God bless you, to change that, it's gonna take time. You can't just switch, a, a, you just can't flip a switch and have this work. Because you've gotta change this, and change this, and change this, and change. So and here's the thing that you really gotta teach your patients, is your body thinks this is normal. You wake up in the morning and your body thinks this is normal. That's not normal. That's a brain thing. You gotta teach them, your brain thinks that having a high left shoulder and a high right hip and a forward head tilt is the way you're supposed to be. And that's how your body is supposed to work. But, and they don't realize that that's not accurate. And it takes time to change that pattern. It takes time to change that pattern. And once again, I love using analogies, and they're like, well, I don't understand, why can't you just do it like this? So I say, well, you're not a car, right? I give, okay, so the tires are out of alignment. I could go whip like this, and the guy goes and he takes off the tire, and he does whatever he does with the tire, I have no idea, and then he puts the tire back, and now, the, okay, now the, tire, the car's in alignment and the tire's in alignment. Great, it doesn't work that way with the body. You're not a, you're not a piece of, uh, of, you know, of machinery, right? The, the, uh, years and years ago, Rene Descartes and Isaac Newton, all those kind of people, they, they turned us into a very mechanistic society. Not in a bad way, that was just their thinking back then, but they turned us into a very mechanistic society. So we are, the, you know, they used to say we're like a clock, like a watch, you know, with different pieces that click around like this and make things, but that's not how it works. We are a whole, right? We are one whole unit. And if you want the unit to change, the whole unit has to change. And that's why chiropractic can be so powerful because we're not focusing like on one little bit of it, we're focusing on the entire nerve system. And if you actually have seen, like if you, I don't know if you guys ever went to like the Bodies Exhibition years ago in any of your towns where it was. If you haven't gone to the Bodies Exhibition, I don't think it's here in Atlanta anymore. Uh, they closed it, no, too, too bad. Wow, to, to see the entire nerve system like dissect it out, it's the, it's the shape of the person, right? It's, it's magnificent, it's incredible. You can see pictures online. It is unbelievable. So that there's not one place that the nerves don't touch. <clears throat> so we have to explain that to our patients and explain if your body thinks this is normal, we gotta take time to make it do this because this is very inefficient. Right? That body does not work very well. And if you want to use the car analogy again, because I, once again, I use analogies a lot. You want to use the car analogy again, you say, does that car that's running like this with the tires out of alignment, how do the brakes work in that car? How does the gas mileage in that car? How does the AC work in that car? <clears throat> how do the tires wear in that car? Right? But you can take that and by realigning all those things, right? by realigning the tires, now suddenly the brakes work better and the air conditioning works better and the oil burns better and the car is faster and it's just a much more efficient car. Well, that's what we want for you. We want more efficiency because you get tired at the end of the, if this doesn't get as tired as this, right? you walk through there like this all day long, you're going to get really tired because your body's got to fight against what is not, it's not, it's in the wrong position. But if your body is shoulders straight, hips straight, head straight up and down, then you have less, you have more efficiency, so you're less tired at the end of the day, right? So you don't have to burn as much energy just trying to, to have good posture. And that's what we have to teach them. We have to, they have to understand this kind of stuff. 
And they have to understand, like, let me show you this article that just came out this week. <clears throat> it came out in the Journal of Pediatrics, but it's very, I only get the abstract. So here's sort of a synopsis. This is about ADHD. Many kids with ADHD don't get the best treatment. <clears throat> and what this article goes on to show is that most kids <clears throat> are being diagnosed with ADHD now. There are a lot of kids are being diagnosed with ADHD now, four to five years old. So this is in preschool. They're already getting diagnosed with ADHD. And what's happening though is the doctors who are supposed to say to the parents, you need to like, get some training to learn how to deal with the child and learn how to, to, to teach the child. That's not what's happening. What's happening is they're throwing drugs at them and the drugs are not proven until, for, which is questionable, but the, according to the article, the drugs aren't even supposed to be used in a kid who's not six years old or older. But most doctors aren't doing this training, this behavior training. They're going right to the drugs because the drugs are easy. See, and the drugs give you a quick fix and the drugs look really good in the beginning, right? Because you take Tylenol and you feel better instantly. Like, wow, this is pretty good. You take, it gives some kid who's bouncing off the walls. You give them Riddle and what do you turn them into? A zombie. You turn them into a zombie and that, from a, a, from a parent who's got acute ADHD looks good, right? So that's why it is so, such a successful drug. It's the number one drug for kids with ADHD is Ritalin. But we have to understand that this is, if we want real change, the change has gotta be from the brain. You can't dumb a brain down by throwing some drugs in it because that's not gonna change the brain. The brain will still operate the same way. It's just gonna be slowed. That's a big difference, right? That's a very big difference. Do we want a slow brain or do we want an efficient brain, right? What kind of brain do you want your kids to have? What kind of brain do you want to have, right? That's what we have to teach our, our, our patients because our patients don't get this. Our patients have been led to believe that everything is done this way and understand, this is probably one of the most important things, I say this over and over again, but it's so important. If you don't teach them, they'll never hear it. It is your responsibility. If you don't give them some chiropractic tidbit every time you adjust them, who the hell is going to? I know the Braves in the World Series. It's an interesting conversation. If you want to talk about the Braves with your patients, tell them that they're getting adjusted. Did you know that the Braves have an official chiropractor? And so do the Houston, you know, the Houston Astros. They have official, you know, every NFL, NHL, NBA, everybody, all these professional sports teams have, have chiropractors. Do you know that the Olympics, they had chiropractors go to Tokyo and they adjusted all the athletes? Did you know that? That's your conversation. Not just, yeah, the Braves go Braves. Yeah, we want the Braves to win. Of course we want the Braves to win. Well, most of you maybe want the Braves to win. Maybe some of you don't. But, <clears throat> Houston. Oh. So, but we want the Braves to win. But that's, that, that's the, the conversation shouldn't be about the Braves. The conversation should be about chiropractic, right? Because understand, if, if they go out of your 15 minute to one hour time that they spend with you and they have not learned a thing about chiropractic, they will not learn anything about it in the next week before they see you again. If anything, they'll actually hear stuff negative. So if you've got to put in this stuff every single time you see them, even if it's one little tidbit, you've got to come up with a, a little thing every single day 
I call it the chiropractic game. This is what we teach our interns. I call it the chiropractic game. What can we say to them that's about chiropractic? And in my office, you're not spending an hour with every, every patient, unless you're a brand new patient. You're spending maybe five to seven minutes in an adjustment. So you gotta come up with something pretty quick. So whatever they come in with, you gotta come and come right on to that chiropractic conversation, right? And that to me is the ultimate of what we're supposed to be doing is to teach our patients brain. We, have, we wanna change your brain, change your child's brain, right? Even if I'm adjusting a pregnant mama, I am working on two brains now, right? I got the mama's brain and I got the baby's brain because the baby in a better position is thinking better. Their synapses are better. Their neurology works better when a baby's in a better position. When the mom is feeling better because she has less issues while she's pregnant, she has different hormones that are floating around in her system, the baby is less affected because a lot of babies are very affected, especially male babies, by testosterone. And testosterone is leased by moms or by any person when they're upset. The higher the testosterone, the higher the chance of having a child with neurodevelopmental disorders. <clears throat> so wouldn't it, isn't it better? Wouldn't it be better if every pregnant mama got adjusted so that we can lower their testosterone, so we can lower the amount of neurodevelopmental disorders? Wouldn't that be great, right? Why aren't we doing that? Why isn't that happening? I have no idea, right? I'm doing my part. I'm asking you to do your part. I'm asking you to do your part, which is to educate your patients and see as many patients as you possibly can, especially kids and pregnant mamas, because that's our future. <clears throat> Okay.